Hello everybody, Ben Rogers here with the Raptors Digest. Riker, the NBA draft is, is upon us. The NBA Finals, they're over. I do want to give a congratulations to the Milwaukee Bucks and future Toronto Raptor Giannis Antetokounmpo. Maybe it's not going to happen in 2021, but we still are holding out hope. But still, I'm, uh, I don't know, it's cool to see all the lives and the Bucks get their love after, you know, some tough, tough playoff shortcomings, especially to the hands of the Toronto Raptors. So cool to see them make it over the hump, especially when we're not in the playoffs. We'll have to bounce back next season. And with the draft around the corner, Riker, we're hopefully going to select a guy that helps us on our quest to make it a back atop the mountaintop. And the Raptors, there's reports, there's a, there's a report coming out that's saying that the Raptors have interest in trading up for the number three pick in this year's NBA draft. Currently, we're at four. Projected to draft Suggs. Obviously, Mobley's the projected guy at three. Riker, what are your initial thoughts on making a deal with the Cleveland Cavaliers for the third overall pick? And there's supposedly a ton of offers being received by Cleveland for the third pick, which would suggest that this isn't the four-man draft that we had initially thought it would be. It's indicating it's really a three-man draft. Maybe. Now, I have been vouching for, well, I haven't been vouching because obviously, again, you pick the guy that's available to you if you mm -hmm. do end up with that fourth pick. But fit-wise, I would prefer Green over Suggs. And from everything we've been hearing, it seems like legitimately Mobley might end up, I don't know what you call it, dropping down to the third, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it makes sense to trade up. The one thing I'd say before is, Suggs still has a ton of potential. So if you do trade away assets plus your fourth pick and Suggs ends up being good, then you might end up just really <laughs> crying at the end of the day. But I think this does make sense because it would be better positional fit if you got Green or Mobley. Yeah, and the thing about it is the Rockets, J um, Jalen Green, he's only expected to work out for the, the Houston Rockets and maybe the Pistons, but it sounds like he's been given a guarantee by a team that he's going to get drafted. So I'm assuming if he's not working out for the Cleveland Cavaliers, that means he's going to Houston. So Mobley's the guy that's going to fall to three. That's the, the big report. And you look at it, Mobley stats. He's a very just complete big man that's coming up, right? 17 po or 16 points per game, nine rebounds. Shoot the three a little bit, shot 30% from three in the during his college season, 70% from the three free throw line. So not great, but not horrible, right? But he's a guy that's mobile. He can block shots on the defensive end. He'd be a great fit. He's a true seven-footer. He's got those long arms to sort of be man the back of your paint. And this is what the Toronto Raptors needed, because obviously Suggs is a guy that we've been talking about the most because he's the, mo the projected guy to go number four. But and we're, we're excited regardless of who we get at the top of this draft. But the position, the positional need is the center position, right? That's, there's no questions about it, regardless if we want to bring back Birch. Again, if we could have Mobley starting at center and then Birch being that veteran presence coming off the bench, I think that's an ideal center rotation. Then we don't have to worry about Fred Van Vliet and Trent getting minutes in the backcourt. We have OG Anobi, obviously Pascal Siakam going to be getting minutes at the three and four. Right, And then you have a true young center coming in with a lot of promise. And I don't want to spoil a video we have upcoming, but uh, may have uh, done a little number crunching and generated a comparison that he's very similar to Chris Bosh. If we could get a level of talent sort of on that tier, that would be a perfect just integration into our current lineup. Ben, you might be thinking if you're watching this video, 30%? 
not great numbers. Not great numbers from three. But let me say this. Pascal Siakam, college. Yeah. 20%. <laughs> I didn't see how many threes uh, Mobley was shooting per game, no, though. I just Do you have, have that in front of you still? The box I believe one? it was around one. He shot about 40 over the course of the season. So divide the number of games by that. Okay. On a, li- on a select amount of shots. But it definitely, there's no two ways around it. A good positional fit. You could have the same apprehensions that you would after watching Golden State Warriors pick Wiseman super high. And then obviously he still seems like he's a couple of years away, potentially, or a couple of seasons from being a legitimate starting NBA center. So to hinge our playoff hopes on maybe trading up for Evan Mobley and then him actually having to be a legitimate dominant NBA big is, it's a lot to ask for, obviously. Mm -hmm. But what I'd be more concerned about, I don't know if you just mentioned it, Knight, what else would have to be attached to this? Because obviously if you're trading up, you have to trade your pick and something else. You're not just going to, they're not just going to take the fourth when they had the third. So what, what else is being attached to this? Trip? Four for three, Riker. Who's going to turn that down? But uh, <laughs> we'll have to break out the trade machine again. No specific graphics on this one here, but you know, the, the trade machine's cooking and you're looking at the players that we could potentially give up. Right, and as you mentioned, the fourth pick is a tremendous asset. We're only going up one slot, so I don't imagine it would have to be something crazy, right? So would you be willing to maybe part ways with the third and a future first for the for the first pick? I'm gonna run through a few trades for you right here. This year You're the go- fourth pick and a future Feel first. Okay. Hmm. <sighs> Because the Raptors need a center to win now. Yeah. And we made a video on potentially making a trade for Steven Adams and maybe trading away Pascal Siakam for James Wiseman and Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. Maybe make a trade for Ben Simmons and then put him at the center. Almost every rumored trade this offseason would involve bringing a big man back. But if you're not willing to do any of those, then we still don't have a big man. And what's most likely looking like we're going to re-sign Kem Birch and then maybe aggressively go after one of the sort of low-tier starting NBA centers that are in free agency. So you know, you'd have to really be high on Evan Mobley's potential. And if you are, I'd say, yeah, trade a first and a future first. Yeah. Do you think the Cavs accept that? Because the Toronto Raptors, maybe it's a risk because we we got our pick was the fourth pick. That's what it conveyed to this season. But uh, obviously we had a lot of guys injured. We were playing in Tampa. It's a, it's a weird year. So maybe the Cavs look at that. I don't know how that pick would be valued. Would it be valued as a future lottery pick? Would it be valued as the Raptors are just going to be back to a late... 20s in the draft right so that's a little question maybe the Cavaliers accept that but if I'm the Toronto Raptors I risk it you're a team that's built to win now right we even though we have young players we're good enough to be a at least a mid-tier playoff team next season especially considering the Knicks were the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference this year I think people could maybe even argue if this team was completely healthy or even just back in Toronto this season that the Raptors could have been in that spot obviously we decided play the kazoos this season and roll it out throw it in the tank but i i'd still i'd definitely give up that first pick but in terms of and, but and another reason you would then mm-hmm. sorry to cut you off yeah. is because your core is locked in yeah you've already paid majority of your core so you're, you've developed the core to give them these big contracts so mm-hmm. if you're pushing off your future picks three years down the road your core is going to start to be going elsewhere at that point anyways. So you you gamble the future for the present. I agree with what you just said. Most definitely. So I think we definitely trade the first, the fourth pick in the first, if we're high on Evan Mobley, if we think we want to get him. Honestly, I'd be cool with that as well, even though my heart's kind of been 
given to Suggs. But again, if if we're uh, we're diving into other players, other potential pieces, right? That's that's a tougher scenario because would I want to give up any of our starters for uh, just a one slot move in the draft? And that's unlikely. I'm not giving up Fred. I'm not giving up Trent. I'm not giving up OG. I'm not giving up Siakam. They're no brainer official off the table for any talks in this discussion. But you know, if maybe the Cavs aren't sold on a future first, they think the Raptors will be really good or who knows Malachi Flynn is a name that could have some value, right? I'll pair him alongside, but maybe not to the Cleveland Cavaliers as they have a bunch of guards and they trying to get rid of Sexton himself. So that, that could be a, I don't know if Malachi is going to be that enticing, but one name that's been floated around as teams having interest in him, whether it be the Brooklyn Nets, whether it be the Golden State Warriors is Chris Boucher. He's a guy that clearly has juiced his value from at least two seasons ago where he only, well, he was even a rotation piece two seasons ago and last year got a $7 million contract for two years. Obviously the Raptors are going to pick up that team option, but he's a guy that seems coveted around the NBA and I think he'd be a really cool fit for the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think he's more valuable than potentially a first, and that's that's a hot take, but maybe I'm just very high on the Toronto Raptors team. But Chris Boucher, would you add Chris Boucher in the fourth pick for a, a trade? Because that's tough. I think Chris Boucher is really our sixth man next season. He's the sixth man. Cleveland Cavaliers' perspective, it'd be great, yeah. right? Goodbye, Andre Drummond. I don't know if they're going to give what's his name, Jared Allen, the Max or not, I, I suspect they're going to yeah. give him a lot of money. Especially if they're getting rid of Mobley. Yeah, and you'd have a legitimate power forward or, you know, undersized five come in off the bench at a reasonable contract, yeah. and now you have a really good front court, right? That makes a ton of sense for Cleveland. Yeah. doesn't make sense for the Raptors. You're trading away a pick and a big man for a big man, right? That yeah. Chris Boucher is the guaranteed guy right now. We yeah. know what he's able to do. We know he's able to put up 20 points and six rebounds, whereas Evan Mobley would be a complete question mark. So you're trading away certainty for uncertainty, and the upside doesn't seem that big to me Yeah, that, for the Raptors. Yeah, that's that's a tough one right there. And then if you look beyond that, do the Raptors have that many more assets for the squad? Obviously, the I don't think the two seconds get it done. I don't think uh, you know the, the fourth pick and two mid second round picks get it done you know we have deandre bembry we have stanley johnson's a free agent i think bembry might be a free agent too actually you know obviously jalen harris was a was a rookie that we had and uh, he is currently kicked out of the nba but are there any other potential routes maybe we pick up rodney hood or uh, aaron baines's option we send them that way see if the cavaliers would want uh, either of those guys but do you see any other potential routes for a trade with the cleveland cavaliers or do you have any big trades you want to concoct with this team bringing sexton to toronto or whoever i i don't even suggest that and this is this brings back to when i initially heard the report this morning or read the report mm -hmm. i don't see what the raptors would have offered if they did make an official offer to the cleveland cavaliers I'd say it's most likely your first proposal yeah. where it's this pick and a future. But if Orlando's trying to get in the mix, you know, any team that can offer players, because if the Raptors trade this year's pick and they pick Jalen Suggs, right, they're losing Colin Sexton because they don't want to pay him. And it was hard to develop a bunch of guards to bring back in a guard. You're going to have the exact same issue. Yeah. And so that's your only immediate pick. You're, and then you're getting a future. So it doesn't make sense to be a trade partner with the Toronto Raptors. And I'm just as fine to pass on this one, Ben, because once you start adding our core rotation guys in the mix, 
what's the point? It's not that big of a jump. Yes, positional fit is definitely there, but Suggs could be the man, and you yeah. can still figure it out. And there is like six trade proposals involving big men to some capacity that we've broken down, which could still happen. So I'm saying just pass on trading up because to me, the value is not there for the Raptors. Yeah. From watching Mobley, I he watches high school mixtapes. He watches his workout mixtapes. You're like, oh, I'd want that big. I'd want that guy. Bring him home. He's the next Chris Bosh. He's the next superstar. But again, it's risky with big men. And another factor is too, we want to win now. Bigs take a long time to develop. They take a couple years to be legitimate. And DeAndre Ayton, he's came into his own this season, and he's really stepped up his level of play. But we even saw it in the finals and stretches throughout these playoffs where his youth really showed, especially for a big man, knowing where to be on the defensive end. And in the NBA finals, it was a tough look for, for that team at points. So Evan Mobley, for as good as he may be, He's a project as any big man that you're going to draft is. So that's that's another consideration. Why I'd probably agree with you. Now, if it's a first and a future first, maybe you do it. Maybe you just do it. You say whatever, right? That's a that's a positional fit. It's a guy. Then we have Trent. We don't have to worry about any of that other stuff. But you know, I think Masai Ujiri can get a bit more crafty, get a, find a few more ways to finesse. And obviously Jalen Suggs seems like that quintessential Raptors player anyways. So Maybe you just rock it out with him and play him at center. I don't know. Maybe we're just going to get weird. But anyways, you guys are the best for making this far. Check out, check us out on Instagram, TikTok, all that cool stuff. I guess the Twitter's still around. Got to get that ramped up now the offseason's going. But uh, yeah, Riker, any last words on Evan Mobley to the Toronto Raptors? <laughs> Not this year. Maybe future. Maybe years down the road. Mm-hmm. Cheers.